0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Papa Hood podcast. You must be wondering what happens when we sit down and talk to dads who have very different experiences from us, very similar, but also very different. And well, that might sound very cryptic, but we're going to get there in a minute and you're going to see why. Because this father I'm talking to, is an individual who has built his life on absolutely invaluable emotions, right? It is uh, reciprocated in his work a lot, but I'm very proud to see this young man become such an incredible father in raising his kids and juggling a very hectic professional life as well. He and his wife together are people younger to me, but... You know, you you meet these people you look up to, that's this couple, at least for me. So without much further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Mark Swaroop. Mark is a renowned photographer. He's a guy who, how should I put this, professionally has done exceedingly well. But if I have to measure both his professional success and his success as a father, I'm going to say in the short few years he's been a dad, He's beaten the professional success at another level because I've seen him transit from being a young man, individual, married, and then dad. Originally from Bangalore, he has captured some beautiful moments of a beautiful time in a couple's life. He's a predominantly a wedding photographer and he's covered over 300 weddings. From Bangalore, fell in love, moved to Scotland with the love of his life. And their lucky little boy, with their lucky little boy today, they just live a you know beautiful, beautiful time. Two wonderful cultures, right, coming together. Mark, great to have you on this uh, Papa Hood podcast, mate. Thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you for that incredible welcome. And um, I have to say, just uh, at the onset. I'm not that much younger than you. Also, just a couple of years. <laughs> that's okay. Steve makes it sound like he's much older than me. But we're getting up there. He's no, the only difference is you've known me for a while. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he's known me as a very, very single man. So. so when he says he's seen me develop into this person, it's he's, he's seen me go through the gamut of what single people, all the rubbish that single people go through and the good things. And uh, likewise, as a, as, a, as a married man and as a... Um, as a father. So thank you for that. Welcome. I, I greatly appreciate it.
0: <laughs> awesome, Mark. It's, uh, you know, one of the things that I have uh, taken from, not just you, yes, you're, you're, you're younger by a few years, but much wiser for your years. And I've seen that I've, I've noticed it many a time. Mark, I want to start off with asking you, what scares you as a father?
1: Oh, gosh, where do we start? <laughs> I, I honestly think that it's a balance between like almost animal instinct and philosophical like sort of fears on, on what you want your child to be, because on one hand you are like, as a father, I mean, you are a provider and you're a protector, and not that mothers aren't, but you know, that's your instinct. So f- physical harm, uh, you know all of those things in whatever form that they may come, and, um, and of course, philosophically is just like, make sure your child is. He's a nice person, Is a good person, has a kind heart, both of which were completely out of control. Like, we, 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 our fear is that we can't control these things. So I think that, you know, it just... Um, and of course, like, as as we talk, you, people will get to know my background, especially as a father. My child is mixed race in a foreign country. So my constant fear recently has been things that I've never thought of before in my life, like racism, meaning, like, Being mixed race and in a predominantly white country. So that is now suddenly, especially once he becomes aware and you see his friends and he definitely stands out and what that's going to mean. You know, they might thrive in that, but they also, especially in this world when you hear because of social media, you hear the the scariest stories. Those are fears. But again, these fears are, I have no control over. So that's why they're fears. (laughs) You know, you control what you want. So, I mean, I, we could talk about fears all day, but I think off the top of my head, those are those things.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you, you're absolutely right. We don't, we can't control it. And the sooner we, we accept that fact, which I think you're alluding to or uh, is, you know, as soon as we accept that fact, we get more comfortable with what we can control. And I've seen, uh, having talked to many, many great dads on this podcast, I've seen that uh, my fears as, you know, I've got, as you know, uh, teenage kids who are just about to leave the home hopefully for greater better futures I'm sure but uh, those fears you know you realize oops I haven't taught them this so I haven't told them how to handle that they've got a couple of years to go right at home at least so uh, yeah Mark uh, I'm gonna start with your dad as you know I'm a great great fan of him myself yep, yep. right I know that he his profession his profession of choice is to serve, and yep. he does this so beautifully through uh, access. My 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 thing to you is how, how how did that impact you growing up? Oh, he
1: yeah. So uh, as as you mentioned, my, my dad is a social worker, and he's always been a social worker in different fields all through his, all through my life, and that's um, so I have been a child of a uh, person whose whose priority has always been to serve and the community, bigger community of the world and like church, so smaller communities here and there. And I think, in, in, I think in this, and if you look back, it, I, there are b- predominantly po- positives and I'll get to the positive. The negative is what happens with a dad who's, whose life is given to in service is that you share him. Yeah. So he always, he was always out traveling, if he, he works for a relief organization for a lot of his life. So, he, for example, he was in Maharashtra for more than five years rebuilding earthquakes in a, uh, sorry, um, uh, houses in a village uh, after the Maharashtra earthquakes for five years. I mean, and he, so you, you had a weekend father, if not like, you know. True. So I think credit to my mother as well, but like, you know, so we had him in this and you share him, you share his time. Of course, he's, I'm the only child and he's my father, but you you share him. And uh, that was a, it's a big sacrifice. And, uh, as a child, you don't know, it doesn't matter because you know, you, do, you you think about it now. And it's like, it's a big sacrifice he made, it's a big sacrifice my mom made. And I feel that, you know, I feel for him because I have, I have a two and a half year old child, a son, and I can't imagine how it would have felt to be away for so long, you know. Mm. So, but That's probably one of the negatives and just the fear of if he's okay and that's the time. But the much bigger picture is always that I got to see that the the work that he was doing, and it wasn't like superficial, he was changing people's lives. And he still does. And he does it in small ways. He does it in big ways. And he definitely leads by example that way. And he's a doer. He doesn't, you know, as much as he's an uh, academic as well, he, he'd rather serve and work and actions do the speaking. So yeah, uh, that was my, I mean, again, this is such a vast thing that you can sit and analyze, but just to have, to be a son of a social worker, and you can ask a lot of them, it just came with a lot of sacrifice, but you, I think, are also, whether you believe in that or not, you're reaping or sowing those blessings that are coming your way because of his, of his his work
0: so yeah yeah oh, yeah uh, you're absolutely right when you say th- the way he's changed so many people's lives you know when we sit back at home sometimes i'm sure you thought about this you think where's dad you know yeah what's he doing what's yeah. happening but then you go and actually see what he does and yeah uh, i've uh, visited uh, access as well and man it was one of the most humbling things that you know that I've experienced, and uh, my family are fans, so <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's amazing uh what he does mark how how does that transpire to your understanding of being a dad, because I know you travel as well, right around the world yeah how 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 does that work now for you now that you're on the I, I struggle side? with it
1: honestly I'll tell you, I struggle with it because everything that you do is zero compared to what he does everything you do I should fancy weddings across the world. And he's changing like kids' lives. So I struggle with it constantly. So I'm also in my work, trying to find how I look into it. I analyze it a lot of the time. I shoot weddings and I think I shoot people's important moments and they look back and I get all these wonderful comments on not necessarily the beauty of it, but like pictures of them with their grandparents who have passed on or their siblings who have passed on or just, you know, um, I know what I'm doing is, is important, but I struggle with the bigger picture with it. And therefore it's made me look at photography differently as well. You know, also respect. I mean, I've been brought up in, in you know, where you get carried away with these, with my work is I've been lucky to be traveling fancy places, but also yeah. to respect workers and what working means and how you, you, you just, He's taught me a lot about respect in uh, when he's when he's been as a as a person as a man who works. So I think that translates. I mean, difficult to ex- explain, but I mean that's some of the some of the things that I've learned.
0: Okay, so let's talk about you being dad now. No yeah. more about being son, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, although you love it. How is Zach holding up in two different cultures? And how are you helping him out? I know what you're thinking when you mentioned uh, he looks very different from the rest of his classmates and friends and stuff. How are you helping him on that process? I mean,
1: the good thing is my wife and I met in Bangalore. So she has a point of reference. It's not like I went over to to Scotland and found myself a wife and she has no point of reference. So she knows Bangalore and my culture and what so when we talk about small references, like like when I say IO or something and she also <laughs> says IO and she's and for people who don't know she's white. So when she does it like it's just incorporating sort of like these these two cultures in language and in thought because again I my wife is a social worker and works for charity as well. So her heart is in India and her cultural Culturally, she's she loves everything about. Well, I won't get carried away. She <laughs> likes something is the most things about our culture. <laughs> of course, language is one thing when I'm trying to like speak to him, and my parents help, you know. But also to where I think eventually he's only two and a half, so these things are again hopefully you'll you'll mold you'll help you'll try to mold them in to understanding our, both our cultures, uh, yeah. uh, you know. And Sarah, my wife, always said that. He's not, when he comes, does this, uh, when we eventually starts traveling to India, he's not going to do these, you know, NRI visits where they come and sit in a fancy hotel and and do fancy things and go to um, Taj Mahal. He's going to come and he's going to go volunteer and access, meaning we will make him volunteer and access. That's going to be his his cultural point. Uh, 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 so his is going to be, uh, his cultural reference for both cultures is going to be India's not this exotic place it's going to be home and it's going to be a place of it's our home as well yeah. uh, so you treat it like that and back 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 home Scotland again it's new to me so how it plays out will play out I think the diversity uh, issue is it will come up in in his in his in his life and it'll be interesting to see because I'm struggling with it I've only yeah. been there for four years so uh, we'll see how it works and I'm not trying to be I, I don't want to think about it too much and I'll you know, I'm not going to be rigid about
0: it. So, yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. And I I think, you know, knowing both you and Sarah, it's it's a very interesting mix about how, uh, you know, you would, uh, both of you would guide and, you know, kind of mold the, uh, the uh, Zach uh, to be this person who is going to hold on to both sides of the roots, which is amazing. I know you try your hand at a lot of the uh, Indian cooking, uh, a lot of the Indian <laughs> dishes. So he's definitely got reference there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he
1: definitely, yeah, he loves his Indian food also. So oh. you know, it's such a big part of our culture. I think that's he's definitely on his way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good thing to know, man. Yeah. That's a good thing. I know you're a very hands-on dad. Uh, yeah. How do you deal with that? Uh, you know, work not work, hands-on. How, how does that play out for you as a dad?
1: Yeah, I mean, as you would with many of your guests and, and listeners, I, I became a hands-on dad. How's the, what's the delicate way of putting it? Like, I, I don't want to say forced, but because of the pandemic, everything was just thrown into, uh, into haywire. And he was not a pandemic baby. He was, he was born in 2019, but he was like six months old when we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. And The first few months was great. We both the parents bonded, said I was a maternity. So it was great. And then what happened was I was thrown into like the hands on dad means like not cool hands on dad. You have nothing to do. You are supposed to be locked into your house. You can get out one hour a day and you have to take care of your child five days a week while your wife had had to get back to work because work dried up for me. And she had to get back to work early and sacrifices were made on so many fronts. But you know, so. I was thrown into that as a hands-on dad and I, I did not like it at all. I, I, I cherished it. I cherish it still, but it was such because he's a mom, you know, all kids need their mothers, you know. So as much as I enjoyed the time with him, I was struggling with how to manage and no family and no, no, no friends around. It was just being a hands-on dad was like forced out to me and I, I think I grew bitter initially. Mm. And then I've just learned to think about what those two years mean. There will be no other time in history, I think, in our lives where I get that kind of time with with with, with my son. And he's always gonna know because again, he's he's very we're very close. I think we know know each other by heart, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, we I know his I know what he's like, sorry, how he's gonna think and I don't think I would have been able to do that if I if I didn't, if I wasn't a hands-on dad during a pandemic. But having said that, I mean. I, I, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, oh. but um, I'm, it's a challenge. I, I was forced into, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm loving it now.
0: Mark, firstly, I must appreciate you for being absolutely honest about how bitter you can be about it, and it's, it's human, right? It's human. Yeah. Sometimes we dads are looked upon as people who are superhuman, that we don't have emotion, that we, yeah. you know, we shouldn't even show emotion sometimes, which I think, which I'm absolutely against. I mean, that it, that doesn't swing by my, uh, by my standards, I think. Uh, but you put it out very well, you will not get these two years mm-hmm. that we've spent with our kids. And trust me, every father, including myself, and I really wish I knew this a long time ago, you know, you're not going to get time with them. It's gone, it's gone. I wish I realized that as a dad myself, of course, I tried to change things around in the last couple of years, but I've lost the time and that's the truth, you know. So I uh, really appreciate you for bringing that up. When we talk about fatherhood, we know that it's evolved, it's changed, right? So my <laughs> one question, what is one thing you wish your kids could experience or your could experience that you have? i'll tell you mine after you
1: you know i think we we culturally we we definitely even within india we we come from the same background but i wish that he could experience power cuts in the evening where all the neighbors came out and they played with each other in the dark and we had candles and all the neighbors came out because there was no tv nothing and there were no ups's um and and just your mother would have a plate in her hand, she'll be giving you as in Tamil, they say, which means like making, you know, balls of food and giving it to you while it was summer, because that's when the power cuts would happen. And yeah. evening weather in Bangalore, when I grew up was stunning. So just, and you'd have mosquito coils around, just the smell of those roundabout turtle. Yeah, I think the tortoise. Co- tortoise. Coils. Yeah. Just that experience in, in, a, in a very lower middle-class street, yeah, just that experience. I didn't. I don't know what I learned from it. I don't like philosophically or anything. It's just that experience brings me such warmth. Oh
0: yeah. I wish that he finds that warmth
1: in some way. That's what like. Oh
0: I mean. man. Yeah. That's you've <laughs> taken me back. I don't know, <laughs> but you're. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I remember, is, you know, uh, what I would like my uh, my kids to experience is. Uh, down our street when we were growing up back in uh, Chennai we had all these kids right and aunties used to cook for us lunch and we were all these bunch of you know seven eight year old six year old seven year old kids and lunchtime would be in any one auntie's house so just imagine you know like 10 kids landing up and they would say hello auntie what's for lunch (laughs) you know that kind of a thing and she would sit down patiently and uh, feed us all uh, that's uh, that communal sharing, that that sense yeah. of belonging, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, you're, you're absolutely right. That warmth.
1: That's why I said we won't. I don't think he'll ever he'll ever do get to do that, which is which is rightly so because we moved on from places like that. But I hope he finds that warmth
0: in some. Absolutely, way, you know? yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. At the end yeah. of the day, it's uh, it's about finding that 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 emotion, that feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, well, yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess my my elder guy must be sitting and saying, "Oh, this is amazing!" Playing a game and spending, sharing more. Exactly. So <laughs> it just evolves into different things. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, w- when you think of fatherhood, it can be a very—it's changed, like you know, like we spoke about. But for me, one of the things that I find uh, that's very predominantly in the Southeast Asian cul- cultures. It's not uh, so much in the West, and unfortunately, all my reference points. On the Papahood podcast has to be from the West because we do we have very little, if not nothing, uh, you know, to refer when it comes yeah. to fatherhood, right, in Indian and in the subcontinent. Uh, so I want to ask you, what's your take on that? Do you think we should talk about this more? I mean, is there is there a place for it in the first place? Yeah, I
1: mean, you're right. Even even in the West, I think if you if you look like, because I I follow those groups on Instagram, and again, like the last two years, I've been like, trying to get help, just like something to read that will encourage me in, in terms of like, struggle uh, with being a father. There's so little information. There is like, few like, dad vibe, I think it's called, you know, some small things on, I think it's it's extremely important to talk about. And like, like I said, I don't think there's enough points of reference. And also... I think as as Indian fathers, our our experience is widening and varying, and you you get lots of people. Initially, I think I okay, this is my life, of course. You had lots of people leaving the country to go abroad and everything, you know. Okay. And now you have those people coming back, and you might you might see how that is impacting fatherhood in India because they've brought back things. Maybe I'm just I'm guessing, yeah. but I think there is it's very important to talk about it, and it's also because as men we struggle to talk about these things and it's almost like talking about these things with you in itself is, is like therapy and i think uh you know yeah. if if anything this is uh, this is good <laughs> for your guests you know more than necessarily your distance, because i guess they get to talk about their experiences and we we need to we need to address that because i i want i mean i think it's important to take us our, ourselves as fathers because uh, that our children, we need to take care of ourselves first before we take
0: care of our children, mentally. as well. Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, uh, one of the challenges that I, that we as a team and here at the Papahood podcast face is asking dads to come up and speak to them. We, we, you'd be mm. surprised how many dads even want to talk about it. And I know that they're doing a great job. And I know them, some of them personally. Uh, and, you know, and you go up and they say, hey, listen, I'm not talking about being a dad. And, it really intrigues me because I, I i think that we don't have that reference points i mean we haven't heard dads talk about being dads right so yeah
1: that's interesting i wonder why yeah yeah
0: it's it's for me too uh, i'm i'm dying to dive into that a little deeper when i get time
1: well i guess that's why you have the podcast i mean <laughs> i think you're just talking about it and yeah focusing on on, on and i think you'll 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 find at the end nah, not the journey needs to end but like after like say a year of podcasting you'll see how how much all of this will just like something might be revealed something might extraordinary might reveal itself I also think that people are going to look back and and thank you for it so I think first of all congratulations on what you're doing I think it's it's highly important and because um, to to think about something like this and to, and you know, talk to your friends about it but also to put it on a platform where you never know; just the one story might impact the one person, and that's your job done. I think, you know? Oh, thank you
0: so much, Mark. Thank you for that. Yeah, and you, you know, you're right. I I have some of uh, some friends who are much younger, just becoming dads, and uh, listening in on the podcast and saying, "Hey, Steve, listen, I heard this guy say this." made so much of sense, you know. So uh if 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 God's wills that then yeah, why not? That'll be awesome. Yeah. I mean right? your heart's in the right place. So I don't see how it works. Oh happen. man. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> how, how do you think fatherhood has not changed, but how do you think it's it's moved on? Because there's so much of change, Mark. When I mean if when I you know I think back sometimes about my dad when he was in his early 40s. Oh, sorry. No, that's not my age. I'm early thirties. But <laughs> uh, but uh, when I think back about what he was going through at my age today, it's so different. I mean, it's chalk and cheese, man. I, I I I know I'm speculating here, but yeah, how do you keep up? You know, especially when your reference points are so different. Comes from an absolutely different era.
1: Yeah, I mean that's such a difficult question. Like you said, it's just a difficult question. I was like, I think you just have to trust them to know that if if you if you laid a good enough foundation they'll build on something that because it's so unpredictable like if you had to think about when your dad was when my dad was my age and what he had to deal with or just the fact that he could i I'm for I'm closing in on 40 and I can I can talk to my I can video call my child when I'm away yeah just like that small small thing just like a technical thing that I can video call him, I can see Swiss every day is a big, big deal. And if you and as a social worker, if you can't talk to your child, see your child for like weeks on end, I mean that has to would have played on his mind a lot. And I'm the only child on top of all that. You know, yeah. so I think that and of, of course social media and the, you know and entertainment in different ways, you know, because I think you know, we just getting off of our phones. It wasn't an issue for my parents for my dad when he was 40 on you know, his child like there were fewer problems to deal with. Like he, Absol- would, he would he would be like smashing a cricket ball into some some neighbor's window was his biggest problem, I suppose. Yeah. Now you have to worry about cyber security and 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 uh, you know fishing um, and yeah, know uh, would... like things that are again so and that was just our problem. I think my dad's problem would have been just a local problem. Now this is like you know it's it spreads out. So I mean. I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not at all envious of, 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 of my dad's age, but I'm also <laughs> scared for what that means will mean for me. Absolutely. Because yeah. you have lofty visions of no screen time and this thing and that thing with your kids, but it might evolve into like, I don't know, he can just go to school wearing a VR headset and therefore he won't be well developed. Like
0: it it'll, it'll, it'll hurts my brain to think about it. Oh man, you, you know, that, <laughs> that's something I think of, Uh and you rightly said, we tried to give them less screen time, but they came along the pandemic and I had to literally buy a bigger screen yeah. for my kids. So, <laughs> <You right>? know,
1: <laughs> there's only that much you can, like, I think you can, you can control it. And like I said, that's why I started off by saying, like, hopefully you've laid some sort of, you know, foundation or whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, baseline for them to work
0: on and to remember, you know? Yeah. Mark, I have a question that I really ask uh, my guest, but I, I'm going to uh, step out here. Yeah. How do you think a father can impact some social change? Anything that you can think of that comes straight up to your mind? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here, man. No,
1: no, no. I like uh, I like that question. I mean, I mean, the first thing is, I suppose, is and it doesn't have to be a father, but naturally, I was like, you have to lead by example, and in word and in deed, I suppose, because I still like look back on. For example, we were on a, my dad owned a Lambretta scooter, and I would sit in front and my mom would sit at the back. You know the deal, how we used to travel back in the day. And there was one guy, I grew up in Ligaraj from the like close in outskirts of Bangalore then, but now, you know, and there was one guy just like in and weaving in and out of traffic and just cut my dad off. And then he screeched and we almost fell off. And his first instinct was to say, uh, Did I do something wrong? Like, meaning book, why? Like, his first instinct was to say, was it my fault rather than his? So it made me think that to always like sort of self-analyze rather than critique people and see, and also what was he going through? He's he's quite, I don't know if my point is coming across, for for example, and that was, you know, as an idea, just for me to think, think about whether I am in the wrong and give some people a second chance and, you know, and of course, indeed, he's a social
0: worker. So he just, you know. Yeah. Mark, yeah. that, that, that is that is one of the biggest social things that I can think of. And trust me, I haven't until you brought it up. Yeah. You know, that only shows his emotional his level of emotional intelligence, right? Yeah, his yeah, empathy yeah. towards understanding empathy. what yeah. uh, you know what the other person could have been going through and how could I have helped or made it worse, right? Yeah. So that is, and I think that well, with all due respect, I think that all, all of us, all of us mm. need to do that, need to uh, introspect, self-analyze a little bit and say, you know, instead of looking for someone to blame, looking inside and saying, can I fix this by myself? Yeah. You know? so, sorry,
1: yeah. So the question of you saying social change, uh, if you take that into a bigger picture, that, does that mean, and especially if I live in, uh, in, a, in a world that is struggling with climate change and just sh- showing it by example, like, uh, you know uh, how how you how you how you treat the environment or how you because they 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 just they, kids are leeches with these things they take in all this information and they and they will it will come back and they will realize that like if you recycle I mean from recycling to how you treating the uh, how you treat his mother <laughs> you know that, just sort of this thing absolutely these are and what and what gender mean you know they, I mean you can go everywhere with that but I think that Word and deed, and all of those things that they, yeah. you know, yeah, I, again, oh,
0: but, uh, yeah. you know, for me, uh, for me, I, the reason why I asked that question, Mark, because yeah. I know each of us, and there's so much that we can talk about. When, like you said, climate change, you could talk about pollution, you could talk about, uh, you know, sexual orientation, you could yeah. talk about yeah. just about anything, you know, I think it starts at home, and the dads being the provider protector role, you know, uh, uh, traditionally speaking, yeah. not that moms are, and I know you mentioned that as well, the kids are going to look up at us. So, and, uh, you know, we can kind of instigate that change. So take for us, you know, a simple thing is uh, buying, a, you know, plastic filled uh, not recycled plastic yeah. or whatever, you know, to save the the environment. I think it all can start with uh, dads. Well, uh, but thanks for bringing that up. And you're right. We can yes, be a little yeah. bit more empathetic about everything else. Mark, I know it's changed you a lot, but I want to ask <laughs> you, how has fatherhood changed you, Matt?
1: Oh, I think everybody will say this, but it just makes you realize how selfish you were before, you know, because everything means that is. Every action, every deed, every future action, every past reference just boils down. And, and you have four kids, so I can't even imagine. I have, I have one, and even the one is just like so much like attention and love. And it's, it's changed every, every the way I function, like financially, what you do, how responsible you are, how safe you are with yourself uh, health-wise and what risks you're willing to take. I know sometimes it's a corporate situation. Maybe I sometimes feel that my son will think I'm a bit of a chicken for not doing things, but I'd rather I'm there for him and not go off on some adventure. So for example, when I travel, when I go travel on work, I always extend my holidays. And I think there was a phase in my life that I, I did that and I was happy. If I got to shoot abroad, then I would go a day, two days before, five days after and go explore and which is good, but I think it's 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 changed me in a way that I I am he ha, he's not asking for it; it's me wanting, longing to go back to him. So if people, I know people don't know me, but but that is very different from who I was. I think it's it's talking to you, like when it comes to how I treat. You yeah, all, yeah. I, mean,
0: I, I also yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no. I mean, you could go on and how you how you used to think when you were young and the things you wanted to do. I think those are evolved. And also, like, for example, I wanted to travel, but now, and this is, of course, because it's been fed in by my wife, but it's traveling with the family. So you can still do that, but it's, it's different, you know? Like it's sitting, it's sitting on a beach, but not necessarily getting, uh, getting having with, uh, one too many beers on the beach is now playing and flying a kite and running into the water and building sandcastles. It just, that's a simple example, but that's how it's changed, you know?
0: Oh, no, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I'm
1: sure that will change, you know, evolve in some way. As it well, keeps
0: yeah. evolving, mate. Yeah. You know, like once upon a time with my elder guy, uh, you know, when we were living abroad, it was uh, taking him to the beach or taking him for a swim, basically. He loved to swim at the time, uh, taking him to the beach and just, making him dive in put on his life jacket I would sit on the beach just watch him sometimes get in with him as well yeah. but because he was a much better swimmer than I was but uh, and he would take off you know and but today it's no more about going to the beach it's about sitting with him and saying hey listen what's happening on the gaming scene you know what's happening <laughs> you know just sitting and having a chat that that that's as uh, best so you're right it does yeah, evolve. it involves
1: yeah, yeah. and right. it
0: gets it gets uh, it's very interesting, you know. It's very interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to how it would it will would, uh, evolve once they hit, you know, uh, the 20s and stuff like that. I'm, be- I'm,
1: I know we're talking. I'm playing it very cool, but it, it, I'm scared like beyond belief. But you know, you work with that fear as well. <laughs>
0: you know, I, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, and I think you've got that right, which is as long as we lay the foundation correct. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that in itself is going to build that tower, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, Mark, how would you define fatherhood? I know we've spoken a lot about it, but how would you define it? And all fathers have a different take on this, right? And I love saying this, and I say this almost on every uh, episode. We each write our own book on parents, on being a father. We, we don't come with reference materials. There's very
1: little, even if we wanted it. How would you define it? Like you said, I mean, it's such a broad question and such a good question because, and only time will tell, right? Because I think my biggest fear is just messing up as a, as a I think every father, a parent think that, thinks that, that they'll mess up. And you just hope for the best. But uh, how do I define fatherhood? I think that it's, it's, it's a constant, it, it can be, you, you have to be your friend's best, your, your, your child's best friend, and sometimes his, like, not enemy, but, like, his biggest, like, say, critique. Critique. I think you need to be the first one jumping when he scores a goal, but also the one to critique his game. I think it's a, I think it's a world of dichotomy. In I, I predict because as a young child, I think you, you're a little more, you know, you're constantly positive. But I think you're going to play different roles in his life. And I think, for me, what I want to do and how I want to define fatherhood for myself and that's the thing I think you define it for yourself is that I want to be his friend I want to be the person I know his mother will be the first person he runs to first but <laughs> after that you know um, I want him to come to me for for certain things and, and I want him to come for everything but I know he'll come to me for certain things mm. but also you know I want him to be strong to handle his own stuff as well you know it just like I, I think fatherhood is I think it's, it's defining it for me is my just your his provider protector friend who needs to be around. Yeah. I think he needs to be around. Um and some not necessarily in in physical being because they grow up and they leave the nest, you know, but you will feel he will feel your presence and in his head thinking about because I, I think about what my dad would think all the time, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if I, it's a very vague definition. of No, of, but
0: look, but, uh, like, you know? like I said, like I said, we all write our own, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, for me, Mark, uh, uh, you know, with a few years on you, from an experience perspective of being a dad, it's evolved for me. I've asked myself this question, I, I yeah. remember telling Jackie uh, when we had Aiden, I said, "The day Aiden calls me dad is going to flip my mind. I'm going to go bonkers because th- th- that's it, right?" And you, you bring up something you know uh we all have that fear of we don't want to mess up but one of the things that i've thought about this myself is i i don't mind messing up i want to tell them that hey listen it's okay to mess up as long as you don't yeah. get up in the morning and say today i'm going to mess up which none of us do sure. know. Yeah, <laughs> what i mean right Yeah. but it's okay to mess up because it it's it's something that we are a work in progress as fathers ourselves yeah right and yeah 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 absolutely and uh, you know uh, like Uh, just sharing uh, with you and our audience Uh, the other day I made dinner plans for the family a friend called us over and I said hey yeah we're going to be there you know just confirmed and I tell the kids listen uh, Sunday night dinner this this friend's place and the kids come back to me and say hey oh dad hold on we have plans already how can you make plans for us so you know that kind of a thing I, I I have to accept it and Jackie and myself looked at each other and said hold on we've got to figure this thing out right because it's happening yeah. So, uh, we I, I guess messing up small ways, you know, even if it's in slightly bigger ways, you don't expect. But telling them, hey, listen, I'm 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 a work in progress myself. I'm figuring this out as oh, yeah. we go, and you know, so just stay with me, and things are going to get all right. Um, I, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's something that you know how I would uh, look at it. But Mark. Last question, buddy. Now, you can't pick your dad on this. All right? I've already picked your dad sorry, on this sorry, one. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But who would you recommend coming on this show, mate? If you had to nominate someone as a dad? I,
1: I, I've been thinking about like, if,
0: who, if, if I were to suggest somebody, it's a difficult one. I'll tell you what, take your time. You don't have to answer us right now. But uh, I, I'll be in touch with you. And you can think of yeah. somebody and uh, for sure. I'll definitely uh,
1: nominate somebody. I, I, know, I know a few lots of really interesting fathers doing lots of interesting things, but th- I, that doesn't have to be. They're also like steadfast fathers doing steadfast things as well.
0: Uh, so. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mark, it's been in, you know, when, when, you, when, <sighs> you, when you see a friend, a young guy move into married life, then fatherhood and take on what you took on, because I know you were away from home from all your uh, you know all the things that you've grown up with you love and you know friends and family and then you get stuck in you know far away during the pandemic with a young baby and a wife who's working and you went through what you went through i must tell you it, it's beyond commendable mate it's beyond that you may be younger to me but trust me i look up to you <laughs> as a guy who uh who can teach me a lot so i'm i'm up for that and i really really appreciate you for being on this Papa Hood podcast. My
1: absolute pleasure. Thank you. And again, I'm repeating myself, but what you're doing is is, is important. What you're doing is special. And I think that at the end, in in a few, maybe very soon, or maybe in a few years, it's going to affect somebody that that somebody heard something here. And it's going to be, uh, even if it's that one person, like I'm repeating myself, but I think what you're doing is important. So congratulations and your team for setting this up.
0: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Swaroop. Please look him up on Instagram. You'll find him on Facebook as well, I think. But Instagram for sure. I want to thank you all for being here on this lovely, lovely chat with a good buddy and friend of mine. And uh, I want to uh, ask you all to please share the love. Send it out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Right? If you can't find us on uh, Stephen Brass, you can also find us at the Papa Hood podcast. We're all we're on all your favorite podcast channels so uh, with that being said thank you so much for joining in today wherever you are please stay safe and god bless